This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our cutting room floor would be a single flash drive that has a lot of space left on it, just on the hardwood floor that Alex has moved all the stuff to. We've used 5% of a 32 gig flash drive. Yeah. Sad music plays behind it. The vault. You touched my heart, it touched my soul. (laughs) Out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains. That are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. For your business paper needs, or Dunder Mifflin, the people purses, paper people, Dunder Mifflin, the people purses, paper people, Dunder Mifflin, the people purses, paper people. Hello, and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host with the head of a monkey, the antlers of a reindeer, and the body of a porcupine, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, Vance Refrigeration. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm going to stay up all day. <laughs> I'm going to sleep up all night. I'm going to give it a ho, hey, ho. <laughs> and I'm going to stop worrying about calories. <laughs> That's a dangerous game, my friend. Uh, Every week, uh, we discuss our favorite show, NBC's The Office, the American version. And this week, we're just going to do a mailbag episode where we respond to some of your questions, which you can send to us via social media or call in and leave us a message. That number is Mm 503-694-9314. And why don't we just jump right into it? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we've never done anything like this. Never done anything like this. If you've been listening to the show, you know that the beginning and the end of each episode is us begging for questions and input. um, (laughs) And you did it. You sent us some. Yes. Thank you so much for for, uh, submitting questions or takes or topics or opinions. Um, We're excited. We've kind of put these all together. We're going to go through them. Mm -hmm. And I I, I imagine this probably won't be the last episode like this we'll do. So keep them coming in because we can always do episodes based upon this. Yes. Shall we? Yeah. Please leave a message for Andy Bernard. 
So this question comes uh, from Sarah via our Instagram. You can always uh, inst- send us uh, questions or messages. Slide, slide into our DMs. Slide into our Dunder Mifflins, our DMs. <laughs> Share memes with us. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this question comes from Sarah, and it says, what moments from the show uh, are totally rooted in that specific time, and do they hold up? Uh, specifically, she mentions dancing down the aisle at Jim and Pam's wedding, how that was kind of a trend at the time, and it makes her cringe a little bit. So Definitely what moments there, from the show... Uh, are totally grounded or rooted in that specific time. Okay, I, I have a few here that I looked up really quick. All so right, you started off. All right, Christmas party season two. Uh, I the video iPod is a big uh, is a oh, big that's plot a good point. One. Yeah, yeah. Michael buys the iPod for the Secret Santa. It's way over budget. Um, you know, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I had a video iPod in high school. I actually so. think you have mentioned it before. <laughs> Okay, I well, remember you having that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's where I watched The Office. Um, uh, What's the MP3 player that the other one that? Um, it's like a Russian. Dwight she is says helping. It's, it's a Prism Durosport. <laughs> it was a trivia question, and I got it really close. So that's why I remember it now. Is it real? <laughs> I don't think. No, so. No, no, because they say it's like uh, it's Russian. Sounds like a yeah. Saber product. Mm-hmm. Or no, Dwight says the website. That you can download music from is Russian. He's like, but here's the thing: all the songs are Russian. <laughs> Kidding. Cool Dwight. That <laughs> yeah, is, cool it, Dwight. <laughs> that's when Dwight's Dwight. being really cool. Right. He gets when the concussion. When he's concussed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he becomes cool. Dwight. He's so cool when he's concussed. <laughs> um, launch party season four DVD logo logo screensaver cold mm, open. That's a good one, right? It's a, Luckily, it's one of the better cold opens. Such uh, a good so cold funny. open. Every, everyone's listening in the conference room to Michael uh, give a uh, give a lecture of some sort, and uh, they're all just focused on watching this little DVD logo logo uh, fall into the corners. Which we, I mean, I remember from the time that I, moment. I feel like that was on every DVD player. That moment is so specific and so kind of resonant. I think it it kind of stands the test of time, or at least it does for me. Yeah. You know? Um, there's this, there's this notion that I remember reading about in, uh, there's this book I have called the Simpsons and philosophy mm-hmm. where it talks about, ph- you, you have, you have a, you have a book. Yes, I do. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. I care enough about television and storytelling that this Shock is something that really, uh, stood out to me. But anyway, one of the things that it mentions is that there's this feeling when you're watching a TV show or a comedy that you can tell that there's a joke being made, even if you don't get the joke. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so that there are moments where you see a pop culture reference being made. And you can kind of realize that they are being funny or that they are making a joke, even though you might not personally, maybe you haven't seen this movie, but you can tell that they're referencing a movie, right. you know? Yeah. And that's right. something that's very true for like earlier seasons of The Simpsons where they're referencing, you know, whatever movie. And I think, I, I'm just imagining this, but if you were a younger person who did not grow up watching DVDs, you, you'd figure it out pretty You'd figure quick. it out that this was like a common trope of right. watching DVDs. Yeah. Right. And the way, the way it's twisted into like giving some, Input on Michael's character is so good. Where he ends like some days, some days just on fire, <laughs> just on. Yeah, and it's it's uh, the way it's behind his back is it's great. Is and Pam then, is Pam lying that she's seen it before? Did Jim say she didn't see it? She I'm saw. I believe Pam. I'm gonna believe, I'm gonna believe Pam. I believe Pam. Pam also believes in the Man in Black, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. That's right. Sure, sure. But yeah. Um, also, good. the way everyone just leaves right after. Michael's still talking. It's yeah, just, they celebrate they when they yeah, see it hit the corner and they get up and then, then he just left. Yeah. That's amazing. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if you can catch the trend in these next three that I'm gonna that I'm gonna tell you. Okay, see okay. you then. Gossip, season six, parkour cold open. Okay. 
That's yeah. like an internet. That was like an internet. Parkour. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm guessing? No, no, no. <laughs> what, am, what am I guessing? <laughs> just just, just be patient. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, nepotism season seven, oh. lip dub, cold open. The List season eight, planking, cold open. What's going on here? They're just like... Viral things that you do. Each one of these episodes is the premiere episode of six, seven, and eight. Got it. The summer's crazy. Whatever, whatever, whatever. What do we do this summer? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think going into season three or four, too, there's a really funny little teaser that NBC aired as a commercial, or maybe it aired online that was like a recap of what everybody did that summer. And Uh it's like, Michael is like, I saw Inception. Or at least I dreamt I did. Yeah, you know? right. yeah. And uh, and that ends with Dwight being like, "Oh yeah, I had a great summer. Did everyone have a great summer? All right, time to get back to work." You know. Yeah. And I feel like they maybe took that concept and built it into the premieres of later yeah. seasons. Yeah, there's something like you know the lip dub. I guess was kind of like a trend at the time, and then and then the planking. But but yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to kind of just like like rope people in right away and just kind of get everyone on the same page. Everyone's heard yeah. of these internet trends. Kind of so work too. Like if it, you're new to the show, it's something to just kind of bring you in right at the start of the season. As Aaron says, planking is the thing right now and you either get it or you don't. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really Cotterella a vestige music of like, fe- festival. It's a vestige of like appointment TV too, of like actually watching the broadcast. Cause like no show would, do that now right. but it is a bit of a service to the fans to be like we were paying attention like we're yeah. still relevant right and and like first episode back and you watch it and you're like oh they they get it they're they're still with it yeah and that that's only because you were watching it when it when it aired i'm sure if we had a season 10 or a season 11 it would begin with the harlem shake oh my god <laughs> oh that's a whole nother question of like uh, what yeah. what what would they have done um there's the, a really uh, great tweet from mindy kaling where she's like these are the things that i wish i would have been able to write about on the office michael oh. scott's take on it was like harambee like <laughs> oh all god. these other things i can't i don't know why oh i can't i'm blanking on all the others goodness. but like uh there were all these things that she was like i wish i gotten to write michael mm-hmm. scott's opinion on these sort of trending topics you know? oh my gosh dwight yeah. would kind of be a 4chan guy Pepe the Frog. And... Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the ASL challenge? Or no, uh, ALS, oh, ALS oh. challenge. Oh, the, uh, oh, the <laughs> ice bucket challenge. The, ALS, the, uh... the ASL challenge is from chat rooms in 1998. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> ASL challenge. Age, sex, location. location. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Little Kid oh, Lover gosh. 69. The only people um, know what he's about. Uh, those were the things that I came up with. Was there any any extras? The Netflix description? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about oh, the mail and not about streaming. Good one. That yeah. one's just like, especially given that we're all watching it on Netflix now. It's, right. It, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, they still do the DVD thing. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, they still do that. My parents do that. That's crazy to me. Which is what? <laughs> oh, they, oh, they send you DVDs in the mail. Yeah, yeah, my parents do too. Yeah, yeah, they still do it. Wild. So a few from me. Uh, mm-hmm. I had number one. The first thing that I thought of for sure was email forwards in season two. Oh yeah, okay. Well, Michael talks about being the king of email forwards. Oh, well, you just get yeah. emails and you'd be like, "Oh, you got to forward these to ten other people." Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, of course, anytime they use flip phones, you know, mm-hmm. in the office, or whenever they talk about like their ringtones, things like that, like just in general, like how often do you hear somebody's phone ring? You know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. 
desktop computers. The fact that they're always on their desktops. They yeah. don't have laptops. Yeah. And whenever they go to the uh, conference room meetings, none of them have any sort of... Stanley has this crossword puzzle, but none of them even have like a notebook or a or anything to, to yeah. kind of take notes on that's digital, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which is something for now. Um, tablets and pyramids in season eight. We've talked about this a little bit, but like, you know, when The Office was airing, tablets became a thing. And they had that whole thing about the power of the pyramid. And Stanley keeps a piece of pizza and his pyramid holster, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But just not knowing what tablets were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Arrowhead, the Arrowhead phone. Oh, like, yeah. Look at me, I'm using my Arrowhead phone. And my hand never gets tired because of its ergonomic shape. You know, that's <laughs> what Nelly says. And then the last thing of, uh, I have listed is You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Just as like yeah. a one hit wonder from <laughs> yeah. that time, you know. Touch my heart, touch my soul. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> you know you can buy the whole song. Yeah, I don't want to buy it. I just, I just want to taste, taste it. It. <laughs> it, it. It is tough since it's a you know an, a, a workplace show, so technology is just in the fabric of the show, of and course. none of it's going to age well. Right. Um, but it, you know, even even now, like it's it's like I don't care. I don't know if younger viewers will really care that much. Um, like the, that, it's a big deal that Ryan designed a website. Right. Yeah. Oh, and the website too is really clunky when you like watch them right, use right. it. Um, I love when uh, Jim uh, says, "I like our old website," and it's just like the it's a gif of a guy <laughs> with the shovel under construction. Yeah. Under construction. Yeah, yeah. Coming soon, like <laughs> two thousand one or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I love too when uh, they are robbed in season five, the beginning of Crime Aid. Um, they're like, "What is? What are the thieves' motives?" And Dwight's like, "Unknown, possibly a vintage computer collector." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The to to go back to Sarah's question of dancing down the aisle, there's a few. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I mean that that's a really good one. Like um, almost along the same lines as like the viral stuff. Mm-hmm. The I mean, there's also a lot. Like a lot of these are tied to the technology. There's also some of the humor that's that is it's not rooted in a specific time, but more of an era. Um, that I who who knows how it'll age. I mean. Uh, they talk a lot of, about shows that are on NBC at the time. They the talk Apprentice. about Lost. Yes. They talk about a, The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of uh, what was the other? What's the other open? Is it when is when did they do the It Gets Better? Season eight. Robert California's in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's I. I think that that cold open is hilarious. That's just another one that was rooted very much yeah. in time. Oh yeah, it's More Oscar. Oscar thing. is talking into his computer mic and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just want to like send a message out for all the people who might be going through these kinds of things. And then eventually mm-hmm. everybody chimes in and Robert California comes in and he's like, sexuality is a spectrum. <laughs> who is anyone to tell us what is right or wrong? You know? <laughs> the part when Dwight in the back like, what's yes. Oscar doing? He's luring younger gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like, oh. it's just like, damn. Oh. Uh, but that's that felt rooted in a specific time. I was trying to think of stuff that like I really liked that's rooted in mm. the specific time, like something that actually is like, oh, I remember that and I miss that. Yeah. Um. Maybe kind of the video iPod sort of that way for me. I mean, the yeah, it did yeah. feel like it was, I mean, that's just such a great episode. Too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think of any show at the when, especially as a show has a longer run at the beginning of the show, and it makes these sort of time specific references. You don't mind. It's always fine. It's kind of funny. They're like they're they're a show of its era. And then mm-hmm. later, as it's become a thing and it's been around for a long time, those sort of references feel a lot more. Um, you notice them a lot more. They feel a lot less natural. Yeah. Like think about the Simpsons referencing pop culture now, versus the Simpsons referencing mm-hmm. referencing pop culture in 1993. Right. 
or uh, just the obvious referencing pop culture at the beginning of its run versus the end of its run in season nine when it's talking about things like it feels a lot more natural in the beginning or the middle of things than it does near the end i don't know uh i'm struggling to think of other examples you know but like it it's interesting that that strikes Mm -hmm. me you know oh i I have one i have one more i think it's in beach games uh (laughs) michael Michael's like, all right, the final thing to determine the new manager is is basically like your humor, your sense of humor, uh, uh-huh. like a Bob Hope or an Amanda Bynes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Who? From What a Girl Wants. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> or like when he's like listing off so the, be- the beginning of the challenge and he's like, four teams will stay to see, yes, to that's right. take the ultimate test. And only one survivor. And they're like, what? And he's like, for, for, forget it. Forget it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly. A little too. In the torch. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Then even the team names, there's, there's the Voldemort and some Harry Potter references in there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Sarah, for that question. Great question. Do we, yeah, do yeah. we have any more? No, I think okay. let's move on to the next question. Moving on to the next question. Um, from, uh, from Will, uh, our friend's roommate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend, friend of the pod, Will. Friend of the pod, Will. Um, Not Will is called in, a different Will. Different Will. And he has asked us this question in person. Mm-hmm. In person. He's That's another way this. to ask us questions, yeah. by the way. Yes. Not just social if media. You see us on the, if you see us on the street, feel free to accost yeah. us and, mm-hmm. and give us your hot takes and questions. In fact, if you don't know us at all and you manage to get a question to, a question to us through word of mouth, like bonus, bonus stars for you. That's incredible. We will definitely. I don't know how, that. but. You can figure it out. That's up to you. You're going to have to figure that out. You can uh, send it to the Michael Scott Podcast Company care of Scranton, Pennsylvania, baby. <laughs> General delivery. This question from Will. Why doesn't Michael join a recreational hockey team? For someone who is good at hockey and desperately wants friends and validation, it seems like a natural move. What do you think? Great question. This is a great question. That's a fantastic <laughs> call. Uh, it's true. I mean, it, if, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this would be a, a, a big hockey area. There would be a, a presence of recreational players all around. Yeah, Scranton Wilkesbury Penguins, local team. That's right. Michael has box Shout seats. <laughs> Michael's clearly got equipment and uh, the skills to do it, as seen in season two. So, I think. What do you think? That he might have already tried. <laughs> that, that's, that's and really... probably got kicked <laughs> off the team. Yeah, my... I'm thinking of. Uh... I mean, look at his improv class. I was I was gonna say email surveillance season two Michael in the improv class. It's not going well. No, not going well. Basketball season one. The difference is he's good at yeah. skating. He's probably good at hockey, but he he's obnoxious on on the field. I think. Yeah, my one note Ice. is my one note here is he would have already blown it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He's I, not. He's not a team player. It's always about him. It's true. It would have been fun to see. Though. Yes. I would have liked to see that. Uh, not only his tryout or doing it, but the mm-hmm. fallout of not making the yeah. team and what that would have done to the office. Right. He. I mean, maybe he could have been their star player, but imagine the day that he's not playing well enough and and just f- loses it. You know, I'm I, I think of this one line where Michael says to Dwight, he's like, Dwight, I vouch for you in front of Todd Packer. When he's talking about this pickup basketball game. I would love to see the pickup basketball game with oh, Michael yeah. Dwight and Todd Packer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> great question though, but yeah, that you, I think I think you're right on the money. I think that's great. I mean, I love the idea of seeing Michael like in another thrive yeah. in some different environment. Mm-hmm. Right? It does make me think of um, 
when he's uh, the episode money where he's uh, at the working at firm, the telemarketing so, yeah, firm yeah. and everyone loves him mm-hmm. and thinks he's really funny. You should review <laughs> movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but um, but I, I have a feeling that he he messed it up. I, yeah, I get the feeling team competition is, mm-hmm. isn't so, isn't his strong suit at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's too much pressure for for him. Yeah, he's very delicate. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, but thank you, Will. That was a great question. Yeah, mm-hmm. great question. Um, guys, I think we can go to... Uh, Let's go to a voicemail. A uh, voicemail now. Let's do it. Hi there. This is Chili calling from Portland. <laughs> I was wondering if each of you could say what is your least favorite moment mm. that ever happened on The Office. For me, I was just thinking it's either... The scene where they all sing the song from Rent. I didn't really get why that happened. (laughs) Uh, And the other one is there's a scene, I think, like Dwight is singing a Decemberist song on like a big boat with all of his family members. (laughs) It's a staircase. (laughs) Will hates the singing. So, yeah, if I had to choose, though. All-time worst, I'd have to say, yeah, uh, singing the Rent song, because well, that just doesn't fit the show. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, love, love in the pod. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Chili. That was uh, that. That's a great question, Will. Uh, and uh, and I agree with you uh, on both accounts. Talk about moments that are rooted in time. Singing <laughs> "Sons and Daughters" by the Decemberists <laughs> in, what, uh, in the episode yeah. uh, "The Farm." The Farm, yeah. Uh, the failed backdoor pilot for Dwight's show. Um, and uh, Michael's last Dundies when they sing Rent um, to Michael uh, right before he leaves and he starts crying. I love that term, backdoor pilot. That's yeah. A, yeah. I, I, Sounds like a folk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm with him. Those are just some sappy moments. I don't really get why they're singing the Decemberists. It does also make me think of the time when the Decemberists were on Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. for no good reason as another band that played at the music festival right yeah in parks uh those moments have never registered as anything for me you guys know me i love the the cheesy stuff doesn't bother me at all what what are your least favorites um i've got one big one it's when jim comes back in season three and Mm. tobe and he goes in to shake toby's hand and toby tries to give him the fist bump oh and jim is like oh is that what you're doing now and Toby's like, oh, I guess we can just kind of shake hands. It's that's like, look, man, I'm, Jim, you know what a fist bump is. <laughs> you can acknowledge this person Dude. and give him a fist bump. You don't have to. I, I understand there are moments that are kind of awkward where you go for the handshake. Somebody else goes for the fist bump. Mm. You go for the high five. Somebody goes for the fist bump. And then you go for like, the handshake. They go for the hug. Yeah. But don't belittle like, someone. Acknowledge it and just yeah. kind of own it and be like, "This is an awkward moment, yeah. isn't it?" Or just give him the fist bump. How yeah. hard would that have been? Jim has, Halbert, is, like, is very confident and good in social situations. He doesn't have to call that yeah. out. That's Toby, who is not that confident, not yeah. that good in social situations, that's, that's just straight up going rude. for this one thing. That is a moment that really strikes me because it's like it's such a small thing. You could at least meet him halfway. That's I think that's good evidence for the uh, for the argument of uh, uh, Jim might be a bad person. I've okay. got one I more. Got, Oh, oh, I, have, yeah, I yeah. just have another gym. Oh. I'm going to follow another one on gym. I also have a gym one. Yeah. Uh, and I, you're going to forgive me because I don't remember what the lines that lead up to this moment exactly. But this is when Karen and Jim go to G- New York early uh, when they're up there for the interview. And Karen kind of tries to have a conversation with Jim where they're on the street of like, hey, I would move. I would move with you 
Like, mm. if you got the job, would you do mm. the same for me? And he doesn't really answer. He doesn't commit. And he says, like, I know. And puts his arm around her and they walk away. And I'm like, wait a minute. You guys didn't finish this conversation? Like, you're talking about some real stuff here that you need to figure out and you need to talk about as a couple. She says, and Jim's just like, I know. She says to Jim, come on. You know this. There's one too many people in Scranton. Right? Yes. And he says, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he says, like, I know, I know. And, like, it's similar to, like, a moment where Karen is, I think she's trying to talk about, she's like, Jim and I had a bunch of serious conversations about our relationship, and I, mm-hmm. he's like, I, I think she says, I'm going to get it wrong, but she's like, I think she enjoyed that as much as she he enjoyed Roy coming at him or whatever. Yeah, right, you know, right, like, yeah. Yeah, Jim, in these kind of moments, is almost famously noncommittal. Yes. He doesn't commit to Katie. When Katie is like, uh, do you think we'll ever be like that? He says, no, we should break up, right? Mm-hmm. He. Uh, this is, I think, maybe the weirdest moment where um, – you know, he doesn't want to Karen to move in to a place in his neighborhood because it would be like they're living together. Right, you know? right. Like, in different houses. Jim, Jim is so noncommittal throughout yeah, these kind yeah. of moments. Yeah. But. I, I actually did write down a, a Jim uh, being a, being a, a bit of a prick uh, a moment, which is just kind of like in his time at athlete. There are several several moments that I that I didn't like. I mean, I don't like when he gets mad at Pam. Yeah, then, the the moment that I had as well is when Jim gets mad at Pam for not recording Cece's recital. I also hate when he does that when he mimics Cece doing the spin and kiss move. You hate the spin and kiss? I hate it. Hate the twirl. <laughs> the signature, <laughs> <laughs> the signature move that he teaches yeah. his daughter with the with the kiss. I don't know. It's just like nobody. We, we you're not cute, buddy. Um, uh, also in, in that same episode I'm pretty sure is the Brian the sound guy comforting Pam oh yeah That's which is oh Brian tough. and Brian tells the rest of the documentary crew come on guys <laughs> it's just the, it's horrible the problem I think that we have with season 9 and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we eventually talk uh, yeah. about this season is that the decision to involve the documentary crew opens this really big can of worms right that makes it that is really difficult for them to kind of get back to where we were before right with the fact that they're always wearing mic packs you know Mm -hmm. the fact that they have parabolic mics to pick them up from far away the fact that they do have interactions with the documentary crew outside of this Mm -hmm. when you look at a show right the spell's broken yeah when you look at a show like parks and rec or modern family i think the shows that have kind of taken on this this notion of characters looking directly into the camera and providing talking head moments they don't talk about the crew or the camera or anything mm-hmm. they're just acknowledging that the character is talking to the audience when like, you watch a real documentary yeah. you don't want them addressing the fact that they're in a documentary yeah unless uh what is that the jinx the jinx yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was gonna say there's a there's a great John Mulaney joke where he's like the Jinx is about an egomaniac, also Robert Durst. <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyway, um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, speaking of season nine that's moments good. that I hate, uh, Andy as baby wow wow. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> oh, I don't even think that it's funny. It's, yeah, it isn't I, that funny. It's not that funny. And then it keeps going and going and going. Like, then it's turned into an internet meme, and then he writes a speech about it. I don't know. I didn't... Eh. Yeah. It was weak. It felt weak. It did. I agree. I, and it's annoying. Again, this is something that we'll talk about <laughs> in season nine. I agree that those moments don't feel great, but I do like the idea that Andy, who puts out that his... What is his goal? He's like, I am seeking fame of any kind, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens? 
Andy gets famous for the wrong kind of reason, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So the fact that Andy has to wrestle with that and kind of own it and come to terms with that, like, it's not for singing or dancing. It's not for acting. It's not for, you know, I mean, think mm-hmm. of his ridiculous headshots that he gets where he's like the oh, yeah. nerd and the tennis yeah, player. Yeah. Right. Like, I just think that that whole thing where he be like, that is an actual challenge to what Andy's character is at that time. <laughs> I, well, I don't think, I wouldn't, I would, I, I'm sure you'd agree, Sean. It's, it has nothing to do with the, like, that happening in Andy's life. I think that is great. It's just, it wasn't very, like they could have done, they yeah. could have made him famous for bad reason in so many ways. Yeah. And I just thought, it, I do think it was a weak, kind of a weak way to it do it. Was or it a, wasn't that well executed. Although yeah. Aaron Rodgers as a judge was pretty, that was a good game. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Clay Aiken, and Santa Gold. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a pretty, Talk about a moment frozen in time. Hey, Santa Gold. <laughs> pretty good three right there. Um, of uh, I, I'm going to have to also bring up uh, the end of Cafe Disco uh-huh. uh, is I one of my least favorite moments of the show. Go on. Everybody is nice to each other. It's just like <laughs> bing, bang, boom. Like everyone just kind of gets their little joke in, but they're also being friendly to each other. And they're also just like it's I mean, the whole episode is just like a not very good playlist. <laughs> um I don't I think people so do things that are really out of you <laughs> I think people do things that are really out of character Dwight saying that he actually likes some song that I can't imagine he would like Also the song is fantastic. That's a yeah, yeah. That's a really tough moment. Yeah. That's not that's uh, not a great one. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I we've we had this conversation in a test recording for this podcast. Right, right. I don't think ever made it to publication. Yeah, we did a whole we episode. We did a whole discussion about Cafe Disco, and I don't mind this episode at all. And you guys <laughs> yeah, know that. I, I just mean that moment. That in, moment. In that, in that, that moment. In that Not the episode. The test moment. episode that we recorded, I you know, I went back and real like because I have always said I hate Cafe Disco. And then I went back and I rewatched it and I realized that the whole first part of Cafe Disco is a great episode, but that ending so bad. Or just <laughs> I mean, I don't like The reason that I love it is because it is in this really, really, really unique sweet spot between the end of the Michael Scott Paper Company and the sort of resolution of them having to apologize, like, who is to blame? And then what happens right after that? Company picnic. Jim Mm -hmm. and Pam get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then it begins Jim as manager. So it's this very, very, very unique spot between the office back together before there's another radical change. Mm Mm-hmm. I, ha- uh, I got another one. Okay. This is a short, no, no, no. Go for this, it. This is a short one. This one's actually uh, Pam in New York at Pratt School. Mm, uh, I think I know where this is going. I there's there's a few, but okay. the one that it's it just pisses me off. I hate it so <laughs> much. Is when Pam finds out she's in the wrong class. Yes, and I she knew gets you were up. Gonna say that, and the professor says, "Please sit down." Like, oh, I'm already boring one of my students. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm please sit down. And <laughs> Pam just sits back down. Like, I'm sorry. This is so out of character. I, I get it that Pam's in a new city at this school and she's a little intimidated. I get that. But she's also a grown ass woman. It's like, come on. All you got to do is be like, oh, no, sorry. I'm in the wrong class. Yeah. And guess what? She's be like, oh. That's fine. Uh, yeah, like, exactly. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I, it, it bothers me a lot. I feel like we were in college when this show, when this episode aired, and we were all like, "You can definitely get Every, up and it, leave it a college happens. class in the it middle, <laughs> especially I, that big lecture." It's not a hall. funny moment. Like, why do they do that? 
Yeah. I agree with you that it doesn't, that I wanted Pam to stand up and leave in that moment. I disagree that it's out of character. I actually think it's really in character. Mm. When Pam, at the end of the season, is over the end of the show, is wrapping up all these moments, she's like, when I go back and rewatch the documentary, I think of all these moments where like Jim was sat 10 feet away from me mm -hmm. for all these years. It's actually, I think, really in character mm. for Pam to just kind of go with the flow and yeah. not assert herself. But I agree. It is frustrating to not see Pam get up and just leave the classroom because it's such an easy thing to do. That's why yeah. I think it's completely out of character. Yeah. I think it's totally out of character because it has nothing to do with her like like being assertive. It, it's it's like literally just a, oh, I'm in the I'm in the wrong place. That's it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it, I don't know. That, it, it bothered me. Uh, uh, the other ones that I had written down, you could probably guess. The dance scene in Niagara. <laughs> and the lip dub in Nepotism, I don't like either. I don't like these musical moments where everyone's just having fun and everything's fine. Cold and unfeeling, <laughs> I understand. Everything is not fine. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> um, any more? Did Daryl touch you? <laughs> what? what? No! <laughs> uh, uh, let's move on to Michael another question. Scott was pretty absent from all of these picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he never just brings, does anything he just brings the heat. Scott Stodds, we did not have on there. We all like Scott Stodds. I so. love Scott Stodds. It. It's the best. Um, 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 let's go for another question. How about that? Um, this question from uh our good friend Anne. what location in scranton would you most want to visit and b where would you most likely be found hanging around at these are these are two different answers okay probably. okay and i think we can expand this if we want to uh, afterwards of like where in the show but let's just start with scranton okay uh where would you want to go where would you be found cooper's seafood i think <laughs> is a good place to go it looks like they got some good food uh-huh um, I think I mean I'd I'd definitely hang out at Poor Richards. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good place for us all to hang out. Yeah, yeah, we'd probably go there after a recording, get a beer. Alfredo's Pizza Kitchen, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. Excuse me, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. <laughs> uh, I've got a few. Shroot Farms, number one. I would like to visit. Yeah, oh, yes. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the top of the board like. for sure. Um, I have Michael's Moppy Place on my list. <laughs> which is my he means his mopey place it's that street light that he thinks was in Casablanca <laughs> which like when you unpack that like yeah. that someone would see a street light in Scranton Pennsylvania and think that it was in Casablanca <laughs> a movie filmed in like the 30s or whatever yeah. or, the, or later on like, a back lot yeah exactly uh, and then the last one is Daryl's Basement and I know oh, that sounds really strange yeah, it smells like tacos yeah exactly yeah, so at the it end still of, smells like tacos. in the lotto episode in season 8 Daryl is giving a speech that's out of apocalypse now and he says you know, I brought, instead, uh, I ate a lot of tacos in my basement. And he says, to be fair, you do have an amazing basement. And Daryl says, I did. You know how hard it is to air out a basement? You can't air out taco air in a basement. It settles at the lowest point. <laughs> you know? So I just want to see it. Like, yeah. I just want to see what he's yeah. talking about. And it's when I talked down, about man. hangout locations, I immediately thought of Kevin's bar. Yeah. You've got oh, baby, sure. you've got baby oh, Wawa yeah, on the yeah, jukebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've mm -hmm. got Kevin Malone. Really terribly mixing drinks. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just thought of another place that I had forgotten about. Uh, public School. Oh, Danny's Bar. Danny's Bar. Danny Cordray yeah. owns a bar called Public School. Great mm -hmm. name for a bar. Sure is. I'd like to visit the Steamtown Mall. See, I yeah. actually went ahead and made a list of places I don't want to go. <laughs> I said the Steamtown Mall. Why? Jitters at the Steamtown Mall. 
Because it seems like a bunch of middle schoolers hang out there, I would assume. <laughs> Stanley's daughter loves it. Um, don't need to go to Chili's. And definitely don't need to go to Pizza by Alfredo. No, okay, you there you go. Sure. That is a hot circle of garbage. <laughs> I would I would like to go to the quarry. Uh, see if Creed's down there. We could go yeah. to the quarry and throw things down there. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Sign me up. Uh, and I'd probably be found... I'd the, the place with the, uh, what is it, the biggest egg roll? Oh, yeah. I, I'd, probably, egg I'd, probably be getting, oh, yeah. I'd probably be getting takeout from there quite a bit. You know what's a great Easter egg is that when they put up Michael's picture with, like, do not serve or, like, thief and he has to hold up the sign. Yeah. There are two pictures of Creed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, I noticed one. One is Creed and the other is Creed wearing a wig. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've never <laughs> caught that. Wow. Creed is so versatile in the background. It's really amazing. <laughs> um, I put this one, but I'm not entirely sure if it's in Scranton proper. Robert California's mansion? We could probably assume it's in the... Yeah. It's nearby. It's in, Jim drives home after. It's in Lackawanna County. Yeah. Um, The beach? Oh, yeah. What lake is that? I, it's either Lake Scranton or Lake Wanapompak. <laughs> America's America's fourth largest indigenous body of water. Cuts the gym. He shakes his head. I would have thought that you would have said the roller rink. Oh, I kind of <laughs> forgot. Yeah. Okay. That's obviously where it'd be. Yes. That's where I usually go after recording. That'd here. Be, that's right. But, mm-hmm. uh, A regular skater boy. Yeah. Although no one's in there. I guess they were in the middle of the day. You'd have the place to yourself. Mm-hmm. DJ Could meet play. some moms. Could turn up some Dave Matthews band. Yeah, ants marching. Yeah. No hits. I said no hits. <laughs> <laughs> he goes with it. Good moment. Can you imagine going into a roller rink and asking for Dave Matthews B-sides? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yikes. Was there anything outside of Scranton that you were thinking about? Uh, I, You know, I'd, I'd love to be in a convertible with Stanley, wherever he's going. Mm. Um. I, I, Florida Stanley. Florida Stanley. That's Florida Stanley. that's that's where I'd like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind. Uh, uh, I'd 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 go out on a night in uh, Winnipeg. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah, to go yeah, to Winnipeg. Yeah. I'd love to check it out. Sure, I'll, I'll go. In, I'll go in the wintertime. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I'll take that out with Concierge Marie. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? It's Dandy Dale and Fabi McGee over there. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, I'd go get some pizza at Sparrow's in New York City. Oh yeah, New York City. Yeah, Michael maybe, Scott's maybe favorite catch pizza a show. place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Second, <laughs> second acting spam a lot. Oh, there's another. Uh, oh yeah. There's another mm-hmm. moment in time. We the know. city's so nice. They named it twice. Manhattan <laughs> is the other name. <laughs> uh, I, I'm starting to think like, where else do they really go? I guess I Florida. They, they go to Florida. Uh, I. They go to Jessica's house, wherever that is. Yeah, I was going to say that, that, like that a vacation home. Um, I, I love, it. I love when Andy. They're driving Andy and Aaron after after he gets the girl, and they're driving back up. And Andy goes, "Time to have a little kiss." <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's like, "No, no, no, not until you like break up yeah. with Jessica." <laughs> oh my god! Just that that little song that he sings yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. His the way he covers his nerves with song is <laughs> yeah. uh, is a really good character thing throughout the whole show. Let's get another question in here. 
Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Another How about voicemail? a voicemail? Let's do it. Give it to me. Okay, you guys don't know I'm... Okay, hang on. This is just a voicemail we got. I'll edit this out, but I need to play this. First of all, I don't know who you are, so you need to reveal who you are, period. I don't even mention to somebody I don't know. Yeah. What was that? You don't have to edit that out. You should leave that in. Wait a minute. (laughs) What? Is that on our voicemail? We got this a couple weeks ago out of nowhere. Uh... But here's the this, what did he this say? is we have like a closed <laughs> a closed Google number that we don't make calls through, right? And certainly don't leave any voicemails. That's or what, that's what you think. I've been I've been making <laughs> robo calls for weeks, oh but we got that out of nowhere, and it was like, what what happened to this guy? Or did he call back the wrong number? Can you like, play that again? Yeah, of course. First of all, I don't know who you are, so you need to reveal who you are. Period. I don't even mention to somebody I don't know. Yeah. The funny thing is that we very constantly tell people who we are, where you can find us, and implore people to ask us questions. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us via phone. We've invited people to ask us questions in person, in real life. Ship in a bottle. Message in a bottle. Yeah, we're out there, man. Whatever you want. I I, I think I have a greeting. Like when you call, that's like, hey, leave a voicemail. And where you're calling from. Like, it says that when you call the number. So you're like that's... Michael as Jim. Hey, man, I just want to, like, listen to some yeah. records. <laughs> anyway, that was a little chilling, but mm-hmm. guy, guy sounds like he's having a bad day. Yeah, I think he's uh, uh, he's slurring a Lo- little bit. Local too. number. So I don't know. Anyway. Interesting. So let's go to the real question. Hey, guys, this is Scott from Chicago. Uh, first off, I want to say you guys I love the podcast. I just found it, like, uh, about a week and a half ago. I've been totally binging it. I have uh, a beef on what the writers did with the Michael Scott character post him leaving. Um, I always upset me for two things. One is that, like, he, so he went to Colorado and he, and he went to marry Holly, and nobody got invited to the wedding. Here are the first seven seasons of the show. He, he pushed and pushed how we're a family, we're best friends, we're all friends, we're all family, and he invites nobody to the wedding. I find that ridiculously hard to believe. And secondly, Let's talk about the finale. They bring Steve Carell into the finale, and did he charge them by the word on how much he was costing? Because he spoke maybe like maybe thirty words the whole whole finale. Uh, it was silly to even have him there because you wanted Michael Scott, and you literally got Steve Carell. He didn't even act like Michael Scott. That always that always that irked me, and the whole not inviting anybody, not even talking about the I mean, He had kids. We didn't even hear about the kids, but we know from Pam he had kids. So that kind of stuff always rubbed me the wrong way um, about Michael Scott. Once he left, him leaving, and once he left. Uh, other than that, great show, guys, and uh, can't wait to hear more. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Scott, great question, and thank you so much for calling in. I love how fired up Scott's getting about that, too, because I, I agree with him. Um, yeah, take us, start us off here. What's your feelings on this? I, so... I mean, of course, like, let's address the reality of the situation. Steve Carell is so much bigger than The Office now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's left this show, and really the show has just struggled ever since his departure. Uh, and it's hasn't <laughs> you been... You make very... it sound like it's still on the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean... It, I mean <clears throat> He's coming back at the end of season nine, which is 
are far and away like it's it's weakest season. I I, I you know I don't I don't mean to rag, I don't mean to rack so much on season nine, but I mean well, it's okay. I love this question because I started to think about like what if Michael was a bigger part of that episode, that finale episode. Um, or I guess let's see. There's two questions here, right? Um, you know, why didn't Michael invite anyone to, to his, his wedding. wedding? Yeah, that would have been a great episode. I I also have this doubt. Can you imagine how great of a lost episode it would be to have oh. a Niagara type episode in Boulder, Colorado, yeah. with all Boulder. the characters from the Office, Mountain Ton, yeah. all the characters from the <laughs> Office, like in Boulder for Michael's oh Michael and Holly's wedding, where like maybe. You know, like there's a big secret they don't have to tell. Like it yeah. can mirror the Niagara episode in yeah. such a great way. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I would love to see maybe like their life, like, kind yeah. of, you know, like not perfect as it's described in the season nine finale. And maybe that like Michael adjusting to this new yeah. role. Yeah. What happens <laughs> when Michael goes there and none of the channels are the same and his improv yeah. credits don't transfer. He has to start over to level one. Like Holly's family can't stand him or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Like that's gotta be the case. Exactly. Well, like, they, does Holly have siblings. They're like, they need to be taking care of Holly's parents. That's, that's true. The, implication. the parents do. Yes. Oh, the parents. Yeah. I, I was thinking siblings or friends, Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Holly's mean brother. AJ, AJ is at the wedding for some reason. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can chalk up the answers to, to the realities of, of the situation. Like you're saying, it also is tough because you want the audience to go out thinking that all is well with Michael Scott. And the longer you involve him in an episode, the more problems he's going to yeah. unearth and probably cause. Like I, if, if there was, if there was a whole wedding episode with Michael Scott, in Boulder, yeah, like a lot of stuff would have to go wrong, probably at Michael's expense, and probably some sort of thing going on that at, that he's not happy or something. At least a little something, and um, you know, maybe maybe Jim tries to prank Dwight while they're there, and and uh, accidentally ruins things as well. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would yeah. be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think. I think the, the, the overwhelming real, reality of this question is that Steve Carell, when he exited the office, made it very clear that he was going to leave after season seven. There was a lot of reporting and coverage of the office. It's like, Steve Carell really going to leave? Like, they want him to stay. And Steve Carell, like, consistently came on the record and said, like, no, I signed a contract. I want to do seven seasons. And when that contract was over, I'm going to do other things, right? Steve Carell quickly became kind of an ascendant star. I mean, you think about the 40-year-old virgin coming out between seasons one and two, right? And all the movies that he's done since. Anchorman, sort of st- stealing, stealing scenes in Bruce yeah. Almighty. Evan Almighty, of course, was not a big hit. <laughs> yes. But, you know, all the different movies that he's done up to this point in his career, he's become he's he's become a bigger star in The Office in a way that yeah. very few of the other main characters have. I think John Krasinski is probably the only other one that really is sort of mm-hmm. kind of eclipsed The Office in sort of ways. Yeah, so sure. You have the fact that you have to deal with that kind of reality as a show. I think, too, it would be difficult to Mindy kind of... Mindy Kaling, in- too, I would say. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, point, yeah, Mindy Kaling, that's a good call out. I think uh, just in general, like, it's difficult. Like, how realistically could you involve Michael Moore in the show outside of... I mean, I think... When you look at the office oh, now, Michael, I heard Michael Moore, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Well, they they do acknowledge Michael yeah, Moore once when Michael talks about watching Bowling for Columbine and thinking it would be more like Kingpin, or when Kevin, Kevin dresses, dresses up, like, up as Michael Moore. That's true, Roger and me. Yeah, what are you trying to say with this costume? Yeah, that I look like Michael Moore. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, in like, fact, I believe he's uh, wearing that outfit. 
Yeah, he's running the Roger Meeks. No way, Jose! Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But generally, yes, you can't, like, and I do think the way that they do kind of reference Michael is actually done with, like, a nice sense of touch, which is uh, when D'Angelo comes back in his hospital gown, Aaron goes, Michael, you know? Mm -hmm. And then when Pam is pregnant at the beginning of season eight and she goes, little Michael Scott, and Jim is like, you know how much I hate that joke, you know? Uh, But... But I think the, on one hand, it's like you understand that the show is that this reality show. Steve Carell's not there. And on the other hand, I was going down this sort of train of thought where it's like, what if Michael didn't want to invite the documentary crew to his wedding? Hmm. That opens up a weird sort of can of worms because then it's like Jim and Pam did, you know? Yeah. So like I didn't want to go too far down that that rabbit hole. But basically, I, I agree. I agree that not seeing more of Michael's uh, wedding and having children and becoming this, this sort of realized life that he's always sort of dreamed of with Holly, it is uh, – it is a bit underserving of the character of Michael when you look at the holistic story. But, you know, when it comes to the reality of a TV production and needing to use a certain actor who is looking to do other things, uh, you kind of have what we have. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, talking about that finale specifically, um, wouldn't it have been nice if Michael was more of a part of that, more a part of that episode? He really didn't have any jokes well, the uh, I mean, it's like there? all my kids grew up and married each other. It's every parent's dream. Oh, that was, I, I think that's a pretty good. I yeah, no, good I, yeah, 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 yeah. The way he delivers it, it's great. The that's what she said is is an all time TV moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I I agree. Like it's funny to imagine, kind of like imagine the Dwight and Angela wedding with Michael as the the best man. Yeah, you know, yeah. As as doing guten prank, you know, like yes. imagine Michael doing the pranks and everything goes wrong, and like it's it's really funny to imagine that. And I wish that we could have seen something like that. Yeah. But I do love the surprise. I do love the emotion in Dwight's face when he turns around and he sees Michael. You know, I love that we get just a little moment from Michael because I think the other piece of it is is that the finale, rightfully so, has to focus on Dwight and Angela, right? right. This is really the resolution of their arc. And we've seen the resolution of Michael. And the ensemble, arc, yeah. Right? Like, like we thing. saw him right off into the sunset. We don't need him like we don't need to watch him after that. So right. I agree it is uh in general, like I love Michael. Michael might be my favorite all time character, and so any opportunity to see more of him would have I would have loved. But I understand why they made certain storytelling decisions. That it, it, it's a good counter argument that that less is more in this scenario. When yeah. like they they did. I mean, he he does come in and just give those couple lines. And like Scott said, yeah, I don't know if he was getting paid by the word, but it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's a funny way to read it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But it is like it's just a few drops of Michael Scott and every mm-hmm. drop I think is really, really like great. And yeah. I, it, if it was too much, it'd be too distracting. I wonder if this is maybe early in uh, um, Michael and Holly's separation b- before their uh, son, nope. Timothy Chalamet, grows up to become a heroin addict. Not canon. <laughs> Heartily rejected by, by Beautiful myself. boy. Uh, you can check it out. Um, I would have liked to have seen Holly, too, in the, in the finale. I yeah, I would have liked to have seen Holly, like, too. I, I mean, it's kind of weird she didn't go. I mean, I think what the the issue is to at this point, if they're saying that Michael has this has kind of the life he's always wanted now, it's like the they say that like the formula for comedy is to have a character with a very specific goal and that they'll do anything to accomplish that goal, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would I mean? Michael's just not at that point anymore in his story. Right to if his goal is to 
make the uh, the office think the the people in the office think that he's funny or talented, um, or or, or like a, an edgy comedian of some sort. It, it, that's not his goal anymore. Yeah, I it, think I think it's Michael exits the show. What we see is him not needing the validation, the need to be liked, the need to be praised, the need right. to be yes. admired, or whatever. It yeah, is. like Michael when he comes back to the wedding is a person attending a wedding. He is not yeah. trying to resolve anything with the mm-hmm. other characters. It, I, it, a, I try to point. come up with a scenario for him to come back and be comedic again, but it's just not, it does. It wouldn't feel right. Really? I, I mean, I wonder if they tried and it, or like early, early on, you know, to come up with a good, uh, a good storyline for that to bring him back in or, or if, or if maybe it was always mm-hmm. decided that he would, it, it Do does, something small. It stands to reason that it's a documentary crew who, remember, at the beginning of season nine, they said, Jim and Pam says, why do you guys keep doing this? Don't you already have what you need? And they say, we really want to see what happens with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So if they if that is kind of the case and they're trying to see characters' arcs to the end, right? They've We've seen Michael's character arc to the end. And when Michael happens to be there in another situation, what would you say is a documentary crew? So, hey, how are you doing now? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. he says, you know, it feels like all my kids grew up and married each other, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a way for Michael to be funny yeah. in, in a way that might be organic to the documentary format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could argue that there was a lot more the crew captured, but it, they chose, I think, a good editing choice. Plus, like, just use those little bits at the yeah, in Michael. the finale. They do bits. emphasize <laughs> in the finale. They do emphasize this idea, uh, and I think we should address it in another episode: retroactive continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, where you do kind of go back at the end and be like, oh, yeah, this is what happened, right? Meredith with her uh, with her getting her master's degree or her doctorate. Oscar with right. his origami, right? Like, yeah. there are these little things that they acknowledge that, like, seem to kind of unwrite or rewrite sort of dynamics of the show. And, yeah, like, you have to imagine there's a ton of stuff on the cutting room floor. That they don't mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Great question, Scott. Great, Scott. Okay, so we have another question from our good friend Matt, who sent it through uh, our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mm-hmm. says, uh, I have a question for you regarding Roy. Was Roy that bad? He gets a lot of flack for being a bad boyfriend slash fiance, but the only evidence is when he talks about uh, the bad girl, the purse girl, if I wasn't dating Pam. Pam. Yeah. And uh, yep. Pam says, we're engaged. And then the story of Pam's worst first date, where he leaves her at that minor league hockey game. He, I, I don't think he talks about the bad girl he talks about angela he talks about the uh oh yeah he's like who's that blonde chick in accounting no in the in the person in the the hot girl episode he's like oh jimmy you should totally get on that like i would be all oh, over if that I wasn't if i wasn't dating, dating pam. pam oh you're Pam's right you're like, right engaged um and then uh matt i was also, thinking of the fire matt also says it's not that big of a deal that he forgot valentine's day later he tries to punch jim but only be- after jim kissed pam i argue that roy wasn't a bad guy he even came to pam's art gallery Okay, so uh, when not only Roy didn't actually forget Valentine's Day, or at least he says he didn't, and that the gift that she's getting is that when she gets home, she's going to get the best sex of her life. I'm very curious what he thinks that means. (laughs) Also, they agree. There's a deleted scene. Yeah. There's also that, like Pam says, we agreed we wouldn't get in each other anything on Valentine's Day. Hmm. And then Phyllis gets all this stuff. And she was like, kind of hoping that Roy would come through with a little something. Do you think she lied? Because, okay. I don't know. I, 
he if, also if Pam said let's not get anything for Valentine's Day, and then she was expecting a gift from Roy. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's on Pam. That's a little. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I maybe she made that up for the camera. Well, so. you know what? I don't know that Pam was necessarily expecting. Uh, the implication that she gives to Roy is not that she was expecting a gift, but that it was really difficult for her to sit there on Valentine's Day and watch Phyllis get all these. Gifts. Right, right. And yeah. he doesn't seem very sympathetic to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's not forget uh, their first date when he took her to a hockey game with he and his brother. And when she went to the bathroom, the game ended and they left mm-hmm. and forgot her there. So that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do get what Matt's trying to say. It does seem like Roy is not bad necessarily. He's just worse than Jim. He's, yeah. she's, he's not a good Jim fit with better. Pam. Like, yeah, he's not yeah, a bad yeah, yeah. guy. He's not a good fit. He doesn't listen to her. He has a lot of sort of off-putting little moments like that where he's like, there's a moment where Jim, I think after the basketball game or something, is like icing himself down and and Roy comes in. He's like, let's get you in a tub to Pam or whatever. Yeah. And then during the basketball game, Pam, uh, the, Pam is going to throw the jump ball because Michael's mm. like, oh, you have a foot in both camps. And Roy says, no. Uh, throw it my way or you're sleeping in the car, you know? Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So Roy has a lot of moments like this. And you, and the real reason that I would say, obviously, Roy comes in to, like, beat up Jim. Like, that's a really violent sort right, of moment. Right, right. Um, Throws a glass in a mirror. Yeah, they, they uh, yeah, and he gets really mad at Pam when, when Pam starts to bring these things up. And mm. I think the real reason, and I, I, yes, agreed, that Pam is the one who, co- or Roy is the one who goes to Pam's art gallery, right? He is the one who's like, Pam's art is the prettiest art of all the art, you mm-hmm. know? And, but here's the thing. I think that what redeems Roy in the end is actually in season nine of Roy's wedding. Yeah, yeah. So I think yep. the fact that the last sort of moment that we see of Roy is at the wedding, at his own wedding, and he says to Jim and Pam, like, are you kidding me? Like, if it wasn't for you guys, I never would have met Laura, right? Yeah. And after the Dunder Mifflin thing falls apart, Roy kind of gets himself together and he, you know, starts this gravel company or whatever. And at the wedding, you know, you, we see him learning piano and playing that Billy Joel song together or for uh, for his wife or whatever. And it's a really yeah. nice moment. And Pam is like, no, I thought Roy might have hot dogs because that's what he wanted at our wedding. Right, right, right. So I think what we see from Roy, especially when we get that end point of him is a little more, um, a little more um, self-aware and maybe a little more like looking to improve himself and kind of finding love and kind of becoming a bit more evolved, right? You can look at this era when he's with Pam and kind of give him the benefit of the doubt to be like he was at a different point of his life. Yeah. And he's clearly and, become a better person over time. And and maybe they really maybe it's not even just that like he wasn't good enough for her. They just weren't a good match. They weren't they shouldn't yeah, have been I, together. Absolutely. Yeah. They I got mean, together right after high school or whenever they did, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like just cause he's I would agree he's not a bad guy, that doesn't mean he's a great guy. Mm-mm. Just kind of a dude. It they seems just, like they date each other because they work in the same place and they're maybe attracted to each other. It, it doesn't it, mean yeah. that they were really a love connection. Yeah. Right. Yep. In yeah. those early exactly. episodes, we see a lot of people, a lot of the characters just kind of settling because it doesn't yeah, seem absolutely. like there's enough yeah. enough other options in, in mm-hmm. Scranton, um, which I can believe. His 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 non-support of her wanting to go to art school was... Also, it's tough. It's not, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Not and you do you do sympathize with him when he after after she breaks off the wedding. He really tries. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he can't quite he, he of course he can't handle himself after a while. I agree with you on two points. I think at the beginning of season 3, Roy talks about how he gets the DUI and they show that kind of ridiculous mugshot, you know. <laughs> that's a good. One. And I was trying to get himself back together, right? I think that's an important moment in his sort of He's trying to become a better person. Or he's trying to improve himself at the very mm-hmm. least. And then I think the other point of it is when Jim and 
Jim goes out for a, a beer with the guys in the warehouse during the auction episode of Crime Aid, and, and Roy shows up, right? Mm-hmm. And Roy's like, look, you can relax, man. I'm not going to hit you. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, of course, he says, like, really? I thought you were her friend, right, to Jim. Yeah. And it yeah, gets yeah. Jim to go out, right? He's, he's and still like, kind of shitty. Yeah, Roy, Roy is who he is, right? <laughs> but it's not... You know, he's not, um, you see, you see at the very least points of growth from Roy. Yeah, yeah. Over the course Jim's of Jim's brothers are way worse. Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That, that I can definitely agree mm-hmm. with. All right. So same with Todd Packer. Yeah. 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 There's worse men. Mm-hmm. There's always worse men. A few worse men. I think that's all of our questions. Do we, do we have, a, I thought there was a one more voicemail. Oh, we have know? another one from Will. From Will or Chill Will? This is Will from Portland. Just listen to the Niagara episode. Really quick, just wanted to say, um, you had mentioned Sunflower Seeds at the Breakfast, saying it was not filling. And I just wanted to say, uh, I actually uh, eat sunflower seeds for breakfast in bed very frequently, and um, without the shell, and it's good. And it's very filling if you eat a lot of them without the shell on. First of all, thank you, Will, for leaving that 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 voicemail with the top down on your convertible. Yeah, it sounds so far away. Yeah, message being, uh, if he said it's very filling if you eat a lot of them, so I think probably goes for most foods. Also good for him to clarify that he eats them without the shell. Yeah, in bed. Yeah. Do you eat sunflower shell seeds with the shell? You eat the shell? Uh, No, 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 no. Never. Yeah. Can you just you can buy them de-shelled? Yeah. Okay, so that's what mm. he's probably what he's talking about. Is he buying them? D- I wonder if he's buying them de-shelled. Will call again? Let us know. <laughs> Please follow up on this, Will. We we have a lot of follow up questions. I don't think of sunflower seeds as a, as a filling food, although, no. you know, with any food, if you eat enough of it, it will be filling. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks for all the questions, everybody. Th- guys, thanks yeah, for all the questions. Really and truly, thank you very much uh, for listening and for sending in questions, opinions, takes. Uh, it gives us more to think about, and I, I think we really enjoy doing this mailbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we're going to do it again. No question way too to small think or about, weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun way to think about other things from the show. And like, yeah, like Alex said, there's no question or topic or opinion that's too small. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love to hear from you, and uh, we, we're happy to answer any of your questions. Absolutely. But let's wrap the show up, as we always do, with a little bit of trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Uh, so this... I was I was kind of struggling like how which what episode do you do trivia for for a topic like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. season six episode fourteen the banker the banker whoa called it how nice. could it be any other episode from the clip show yeah. going through uh, the various okay. uh, grievances Ooh. from the office and we're going through the mailbag so okay. let's get right into business here what is the banker's name. Oh, oh God! I couldn't tell you. It's Eric Ward. Shout out oh, to Eric. my wards. Hello, Eric Ward. Computron. No, he. he uh, it's just very initially when they oh, shake hands. Wow. Uh, he, okay, it's very brief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you got to watch with those closed captions on if you're going to do trivia here on the Michael Scott Podcast Company. <laughs> Where does Michael make lunch reservations for him and the banker? That Cooper day? Seafood. Cooper Seafood. Of There's course, only what, one. What other place? Just making sure. We like Cuginos for the tasty mm-hmm. bread. <laughs> um, how does Michael get Toby away from his desk to replace him with Dwight? Oh, I know. Uh, 
Uh, what is? Oh, he oh, he leaves. Uh, he leaves his favorite crime novel in the best American mystery story. In his favorite stall. <laughs> what year? Two thousand six. No, it's best American mysteries, nineteen ninety nine, ah. and Toby's oh. favorite stall. That I love that. Some I mean, real what? statecraft from uh, Michael Scott there. I Leave, <laughs> leaving that book in the stall, <laughs> he knows is Toby's favorite. That's crazy. Uh, and it works. He knows him well. Yeah. For hating him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so there's there's basically five sections of clips. These are okay. there's five main sections of like of basically of questions that the banker asks mm-hmm. Toby. Can you name what these five realms of clips that we see are? Okay, there's like what is Jim and Pam? It, or the banker yeah. is asking, like, yeah. Well, there's like a kind of a romances one, but I it's mainly Jim and Pam. Like, That's one, it, like, kind of like violence in the office or yes. something. Liabilities. Yes, yes. Outstanding liabilities. Okay. Um, are people generally happy here? Are people generally happy? That's three. Which is has a, has a great, great, quick uh, cut of all the slaps in the office. It's oh, very nice. satisfying to watch. Um, two more. I mean, ro- I feel like there's romances. Well, that's one of them already. Okay, okay. The sorry, romances, sorry. outstanding liabilities. And oh, okay, okay, happy. okay. Big category you're missing. Whole episode about it. Several Pranking. episodes about it. Or mm-hmm. like... Um, Season two episode all about it. Sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Oh, okay. And last is wastes of time and resources. Oh, the categories wow. You get. Okay. Yep. Does that count as pranking? <laughs> now, can you name? I only did this with outstanding liabilities. There are eight scenes we get. Now, these are eight scenes of arguably the times where it's like the most budget went into action or some kind of uh, stunt of some kind. Can you uh, name the eight. Six. I mean, uh, Dwight. There's, there's eight Dwight's instances. Fire. Dwight's fire is one. Uh, Michael knocking over everything in the warehouse. That's two. Um, Parkour. Parker's three. Um, saying liabilities. The beach games, with the firewalk. I don't know. No, no. What's the most no. expensive thing that they do? Uh, no. Uh, the, one of them. The office gets robbed, but I don't think that's. No, it's nothing there. There's a. Uh, there's Creed three also of, sells cars everything involved in the in three office of these that we haven't said. Cars oh, involved uh, in three. Dwight Michael's throwing the watermelon. The watermelon the is another oh. one. That's four. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. These are all that stand the, the others are car involved. There's two car? more car involved. Okay. Uh, he hit someone with his car. Oh, oh. Meredith. Hitting Meredith. That's five. The other one, okay, I'll give you the other one because you're probably not going to it. It's just when Jim makes one. Dwight hit his head in the car and he breaks. Oh, yeah. Really quickly. I would make, yeah, yeah. That's mm. six. And then there's two more. I know you can get one. I don't know about the other one. Um, uh, one of them is it happens in the break room. Outstanding liabilities. Is still the topic? Mm-hmm. Is it Kevin breaking the vending machine open? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. It's not in the break room. It's in the kitchen. Oh. Is it uh, Ryan, who's supposed to be dead? The, oh, the bat. The bat. Oh, yes. The, the bat. bat on Meredith's the head. The bat. And then the last one happens in the warehouse. It's Dwight uh, firing a weapon. Oh, the potato gun. The, pota- the pressurized... The pneumatic potato gun, where it just shoots right through the glass. I had a potato oh gun at my desk that shoots 1,000 psi. Jeez. Can you imagine if I was deranged? <laughs> uh, but they didn't put Dwight shooting the gun in that. Oh wait, no, that was later. Never mind. That was after season six. Uh, 
That is why. Um, okay, great. Last one, guys. This one's... Uh, uh, in this in this episode, Steve Krell noticeably has a different haircut. What movie was he filming at the same time this episode was done? Or near to it? This was 2009-2010. Date night. No. <coughs> 2009, 2010. Uh, uh, stars a fellow co-star from Anchorman. Anchorman 2. No. So it's Evan not... Al- Evan Almighty? 40. No. It's not. I was so glad you didn't... Earlier you were mentioning all the movies mm-hmm. Steve Crow went on to do, and you did not mention this one. I was so happy. This is around that time. Todd Packer's in Anchorman. Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, <laughs> Christina Applegate. You have mentioned the name of his co-star. Okay. It is around... You guys got to get this. It's from this is, Anchorman? I think the movie came out 2010. I think it was in production 2009 or earlier, which is the same time as The Office. Um, is it Will Ferrell? Get, Will Ferrell is the co-star? It's not Will is Ferrell. D'Angelo? No. No. Paul? It's... Paul Rudd. It's Paul, it's Paul Rudd? Rudd. Okay. Steve Carell and Paul Rudd. It is killing me that I don't I know. I don't think he's in... Can we get another clue? Uh, no. You, you mentioned Date Night or something? I, I mentioned, yeah. I think this, is, this movie also, I think, mostly takes place in one night. Uh, The Hangover? It's a remake, I think, or based on another movie of some kind. Get Smart. No. That was a good guess, though. That was a great guess. Jesus. Great guess by Edwin. I don't know, man, what you got? Yeah, I don't know. I give up. Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, oh goodness. Dinner for Schmucks. Oh my goodness, that's funny though. I like that that he's got a different haircut. I well, it's just like it's noticeably shorter. Mm-hmm, like they styled mm-hmm. it as best they could, like Michael Scott. But it's like he clearly had to get a haircut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's nice. That's fun. Yeah, there it is. Off the dome good. trivia question. Yeah, there's an ep- there is a season or a series of episodes where Jim is wearing a wig because he has a different haircut for another movie. Yes. Do you know what movie it is? Leatherheads. Yeah, Leatherheads. I, oh I happen to see that. When with George, he wear, when with George he Clooney. He wears a wig to give him like the longer, messy hair. In this episode? In the office at some point. Oh, boy. Season two or something? Oh, boy. Because he's in this movie, Leatherheads, with George Clooney about like a football team. Right, or right. I haven't seen the movie, but yeah. Ooh, I want to find out what episode that is. If you know what episode that is, you can let us know. You can write to us on Facebook. You can write to us on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. You can write to us on Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company. You can call us and you can leave us a message, 503-694-9314. You've heard messages on the show. We might play yours. Um, And shouts out to everyone who uh, left us a question today. That's Chili Willy, also Will, uh, different people, Uh, Anne, Scott, Sarah, uh, shouts out to Ryan Lloyd who makes our artwork, our uh, little uh, logo on uh, uh, wherever you download our podcast from, and some of the drawings that we'll post on uh, on social media sometimes. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Again, we'll do this mailbag episode again soon. Leave us some questions; we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, and join us next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zapper. Yes, sir. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.